Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Castro. I'm your host. And like I said last week, I'm, I'm doing a new thing where I'm going to say my pronouns. I, I use they and pronouns. And I feel like that's super important because we need to start getting used to it because it's not just like a, a non-binary or a trans thing. Like everyone has pronouns and some people are dumb and they don't think that they do, which is really awkward for them. I saw a TikTok the other day about it, but I digress. I have another person on the show. I'm so glad that I don't have to sit alone in my kitchen talking to myself. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you guys about a thing that I'm doing next month. I am so excited to be a part of Podcast Row at the 2022 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Kansas City this January. The convention is the ultimate event for soccer coaches and those who work in the game. Rekindle your passion through presentations, on-field demonstrations, exhibits, and events for coaches at every level. Whether you're attending alone or bringing the whole coaching staff, there's no better place to learn, network, and experience all aspects of the game. Register for the convention before the price increases on December 16th to secure the best rate. And as a listener of this podcast, use the promo code POD22 at checkout and save an additional $40. Your registration also includes all the recorded sessions, so you won't miss a thing. Visit unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org today to register before December 16th and use promo code POD22 at checkout to save. We can't wait to be reunited with you all in Kansas City. I'm super excited to do this. In fact, I made my first thing of merch today. It's a wristband. I made a wristband. It's just, it has the show's name on it. It's not a big thing, um, but I'm excited that I have made this kind of a thing to bring with me to Kansas City. So if you're going to be there, stop by Podcast Row. I'll be there for uh, the 20th to the 22nd. Get a wristband and some other cool stuff. And yeah, like I said before, we have a guest today. Can you introduce yourself, please? Sure. Uh, thank you for having me. My name is Sabria Whitaker. My pronouns are she and her. And I am the executive director and founder of Grow the Game a Southside Chicagoan until I die, a Northwestern alumna, and a member of the Fighting Illini. A lot of great stuff you got going on there. I was actually reading, so I I looked you up because I wanted to see if there was any more information that I can have, because I don't like prepping for my shows, but I have a feeling that I'm going to have to start doing that eventually, so I decided to start today. And I was just reading up, we were talking about this earlier, but you interned for a a few places, Yes. But I looked at this whole list and I was like, oh my God, like that's so <laughs> freaking cool. The Hawks, the Bears, you were at an, uh, the office of the attorney general for DC. Yes. Uh, Congresswoman Fudge. Yes. Like, all this stuff. This is yes. so cool. How did you, Thank you. Um, how did the opportunity with working with Congresswoman Fudge come about? Because I, I love politics too, and it's not a thing that I get to talk about a lot here. I work, uh, or I'm volunteering for the person that's running for Secretary of State uh, mm-hmm. in Valencia. So I'm, I'm working with her campaign right now on, on some stuff, but I, I love politics. And I just want to know, how did you get into that? What inspired you to get into that? All that kinds of stuff. Sure. Um, so I knew... Um, pretty much at the beginning of undergrad um, that I was going to pursue law school. I'm a very outspoken person. Um, Even in high school, I had the opportunity to meet some of the mayors of Chicago, um, some political figures. 
And while I was an undergrad, I also knew I was interested in a sorority called Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. And they have a foundation called the Delta Research Educational Foundation. And um, like every other week, I was just going on a deep dive for scholarships and internship opportunities that were related to law and my interests um, in the community. I'm very big on community. And I saw that they had an internship um, for Congresswoman Marsha Fudge's office, who is a past national president of Delta. And I also thought that would help me, you know, become a member as part of my application for membership to become a Delta. And fortunately, um, I am now a Delta. So I, I think that helped. It was a great opportunity to not only meet um, one of the past national presidents of the organization that I wanted to join, but to really understand um, how Congress works. Um, and, you know, just in today's society, a lot of people always say, email your congressman or call your congressman. I think some people think um, that their voices don't matter, but I can tell you as the intern for that office, I answered those phone calls. I read those emails and I had to put together um, the list of concerns that most constituents were calling or emailing about. Um, and so it was a great opportunity to be on the Hill and do some, some research, some legislative writing, and just really understand how Congress works. That again is like so freaking cool. Like you have no idea that that is, that is just amazing. Um, I, I love when people get involved in this kind of stuff. I, I think for me, when I was growing up, I didn't know where I was politically, if that makes sense. So I was just trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. I went to a private Catholic school for um, six years. Like, okay, story time. Public school, kindergarten to third, uh, fourth to eighth private school, graduated from that private school. Uh, freshman to sophomore year, private school, and then junior, senior year, public high school. So I got to, to be with a lot of different kinds of people for 12 years. And I was just like, okay, this private Catholic school was really conservative. I don't know how I feel about that. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Switch over to public school. Oh my goodness. It's so diverse. And a lot of people are kind of like me and, and it's crazy. And then I was like, okay, I, I know where I am. And I, so my Congresswoman is uh, Lauren Underwood. And I found out about her campaign because people were wearing t-shirts around uh, Nequa Valley mm. and was like, oh, this, this is weird. Like, I've never heard of this person before. And I think that kind of started uh, for me getting into politics. Oh, she went to Niqua. And then she got sworn in at Niqua. Like, that's really cool. And seeing all this stuff around here. She even went to, so I work at the Kane County Cougars. I'm their television producer. And she went to a game and threw out the first pitch. And it was like, whoa, that's my congresswoman on the baseball field. Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. And it was just like, whoa, what a world we live in. But yeah, I just, I really love politics. I'm in a bunch of different organizations and well, volunteering with a bunch of organizations. It's, it's nice to like encourage people to vote and to care about issues that are going on in uh, your respective communities. What is one issue right now that you think is su- super important for people to uh, follow and to understand? Um. In my community specifically? Uh, just um, in I, general, if, if you want. Or you can do your community, it doesn't matter. Okay, sure. So um, as I'm sure you also saw, um, 
after that, I eventually um, became a fellow for the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus Foundation. Um, so that was a switch from D.C. and U.S. Congress to Illinois Congress. And I was very passionate about a, figuring out a solution to the gun violence. I know Chicago gets um, a lot of jokes and a lot of flack about our gun violence and being actually from the city um, and a product of Chicago public schools, I've seen what it's like to be in a community where you are losing the opportunity to, you know, get jobs, um, after school jobs, after school programs are being taken away. Even in high school, um, you know, drafting was like the last, um, elective that we had like you know back in the day you see movies or you hear people talk about shop class and home economics and we didn't have that at Morgan Park anymore um, so I think with education you also have to talk about the workforce and everyone is not made to go to college everyone does not want to go to college but if you take away people's opportunity to learn those skills in high school you're essentially either forcing them into college or they're going to drop out and start doing other things. Um, so I wanted to start um, a petition for a bill that would make it so that um, all Illinois high schools had to have those types of classes or apprenticeship programs so that they could have an alternative. So if they didn't want to go to college, they would at least have some skills or some training under their belt to where they could just enter the workforce. And I think that is a huge way to fix the violence um, or even the war on drugs, as they want to say. It just all of, all of those things, I think, are directly related to um, opportunity and resources. So I think that's something that people can start looking at if they live in those areas with high crime rates, how that's directly related to the opportunities um, in high schools and just how like in Chicago, there are public schools and there are selective enrollment schools and everyone is not equal. And some schools have those resources and other schools don't. And that's why something like Congress can make it an even playing field by saying you have to at least have those things in all schools so that those neighborhoods that are constantly underfunded and under-resourced now have those resources. That That is really cool. Um, I've I think as someone that went to a school that has like a shit ton of resources, I, yes. you, you kind of forget, you kind of forget. I mean, my, my private Catholic high school that I went to was like, I didn't even have air conditioning in there. So I went from that to like freaking Neequa Valley of all places. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, whoa, but people, I, I'm so tired of everyone being like, oh, everyone's got to go to college. No, they don't. No, I don't. Thursdays that I question, but it's like I, I need to to go through this to do what I want to do, because it's kind of hard. If you don't have a degree, you can't get a job. <laughs> that's, right. that's how it is today, um, which is super unfortunate. But I don't I we're going to we're going to switch topics now because I don't I could honestly go on and on. I'm sure you could, too. <laughs> yes, about this kind yes. of stuff. But the, absolutely I, there's times where i have to remind myself that this is a woman's sports podcast <laughs> <laughs> and i could i honestly should just make another show about like politics and stuff that's happening in the world because i feel like i could talk more about that than women's sports which is kind of like my whole life is sports but there's 
also other stuff that's going on. But I well, if you need a segue, I can <laughs> tell you that I just before we hopped on, I just read um, a quote that was talking about how um, like girls or women in sports become great leaders. And that reminds me of um, a soccer player who was playing professionally. And I think she graduated undergrad from UCLA and she just tweeted recently that she got into UCLA School of Law. Oh, so, yeah. Kaya McCall. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I think while it may not appear to be the exact same conversation, I yeah. think they can be a part of the same conversation. So I see, you know, that's the relation yeah. um, if you really need one, but it's definitely there. Yes. Kaya has done a lot and still she gets so much shit. It is unbelievable. Like, and it's just racist white people the most time, most of the time, which is like, what the fuck is wrong with all these people? I'm trying to swear quietly so my family doesn't yell at me because my family listens to this show. But I do like to swear because I'm Irish. <laughs> but that, <laughs> and they don't like that excuse either. But I, my, one of my favorite tweets that I saw recently is like the soccer players that got their whatever UEFA B license, I think, for coaching. And it's like, we need more people that have played the sport to coach and yes. that have the experiences so they can share the experiences with the, the kind of people that um, they would be coaching. Not, not like this is against like men coaching in women's sports, but you need these kinds of leaders and people that have these experiences. So they know what it's like, so they can coach these teams because a lot of the men recently with the NWSL has been like, Oh, that's the, that's the sound effect I would use of that. Use yes, that. I agree. <laughs> it was NWSL coaches men ugh, that's that's how i feel um especially yes. with rory because like as someone that roots for the red stars I, I thought that he was good i thought he was good and he's not he's a terrible human being that deserves to never be invo- involved involved in the world of soccer ever again are you are you a big uh, red stars fan i know you were at the the playoff game and I did not have time to stop over to the booth. I really wanted to stop over by the girl, the game booth, which is something that I want to talk about in the show. But uh, how was that experience at that uh, red stars game where did a lot of people come over to that booth? Yes, we definitely had over a hundred people um, stop by and fill out um, a card to enter into our giveaway. Uh, but to answer your question, I, so I'm actually, um, as much as I tweet and and dabble in basketball, I'm actually a lifelong soccer player. I started playing soccer when I was six and I continued to do so um, until I went to college. But if I had had it my way, I would be a professional soccer player right now. So that's how strongly I feel about soccer, how much I love soccer. Um, but um, unfortunately, just with the layout of Chicago sports, um, the closest thing now to me is Wintrust. So even like before when um, the Sky were playing all the way in Rosemont, like my parents never took me to a game. So my parents um, took me to a fire game back when they were playing where the Red Stars are now, back before I could drive. And then I kind of moved away. And so now that I'm back, I had the opportunity to go to my first Red Stars game in person earlier this year the home opener actually and then um a friend invited me to a season ticket member event and then I went to that semi-play so I got a lot of FaceTime um in person 
experiences with them this season. And I am strongly considering becoming a season ticket holder. But I also need Chicago to work on our stadiums. Like it is Chicago where it can be 100 degrees one day and negative two the next. So I need us to start building domes. But until then, I will do my best to go to outside sporting events. Yeah, I don't understand why Soldier Field isn't a dome. It's something that I've never understood never one bit like my mom likes to call it um a spaceship she said it looks like an alien like spacecraft or whatever (laughs) it was like yeah i can see that um but i it's funny that you mentioned how um the the sky played at in rosemont like well i i work in rosemont now i work for the wolves i'm doing game day stuff but my my first sky game was back in the day like first grade maybe second grade I was at camp we went to camp day and I remember specifically what it was it was Washington Mystics Chicago Sky Stephanie Dolson blue hair era (laughs) it's very specific detail but I remember it and I know that Washington beat Chicago and then ever since then I've been a uh, Chicago Sky fan well I'm glad you had that experience because like I said my mother And of course, like she worked all day. So she was not necessarily trying to spend her evenings or her weekends taking me all the way to Rosemont. Um, But once I was able to get a license and drive myself, I tried to go. But now I'm super excited that they're so close. They're like 20 minutes from me. So I can just easily hop in my car and go to games. Um, So yeah, this is probably the most uh, Red Stars and Sky games that I've gone to in a season probably WNBA altogether because I also went to a Sparks game this season and an Atlanta Dream game and in a couple Indiana games so hmm. yeah I went to my first Chicago Fire game this year my first Red Stars game this year I went to Athletes Unlimited in uh what was that in August was that in July or August I think it was in August so I went to a lot of firsts this year for women's and men's sports because uh, my family doesn't like soccer. I'm the only soccer fan in my family. Me too. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, so you're you're going to understand this. They're more of like a football and baseball type family. And every time I try to put soccer on, they turn it off. They're like, can you can you turn this off? And more like in a mean way. I'm going to try and be nice on, on here. But um or there was this one time oh, on Thanksgiving, there was an MSL uh, or MLS. I don't know why I said that MLS uh, playoff game, but there was like all these football games on because it's Thanksgiving. And I was like, well, we have some time. Can we put the MLS game on? And he goes, no, the, the whatever team is on. I was like, <laughs> no, this is my house. You're in my house. I want to watch soccer. I want to watch the real football. Right. <laughs> the, the real football. But uh, so you're that big of a Red, Star, uh, Red Stars fan now. You're going to season ticket. I want to be a season ticket holder, but I am 19 years old and I don't have any money. <laughs> so I think my future goal is if I live in a city, because I don't really plan on staying in, in Naperville of all places because there's nothing here. But if, when I move somewhere, hopefully, I want to be a season ticket holder to a women's sports team. That's my goal. If I make yes. a decent amount of money, which I don't know if that'll be the case, but yes, same. I mean, that's why, um, you know, me just transitioning out of school into 
a career. That's why I was not um, a season ticket holder for the sky this season. Although it probably would have made sense considering how many games I did end up going to. And it's not like that much money. Um, But I think at the time I was inquiring, it was like the point of you have to pay in full. Like there's no more 50, like normally it's like a 50% or a deposit down and then you pay and we were way past that. So maybe if I jump in early enough where I can do like monthly payments, I could probably do it. But I am also trying to become a season ticket holder for a women's sport. I have not yet done so. And then maybe in like 25, 30 years from now, when we're having this conversation, we can move the goal to ownership. But first, we can start with season tickets for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be an owner because I feel like that's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) Not saying that I don't want to take on all this responsibility. I mean, I have so much responsibility right now. It's not funny for for a 19-year-old doing all this stuff. Oh, my God, it's so much. But owning a team? What would you do if you own a soccer team? What was some uh, some stuff you would do? Would you change up like logos or whatever? I don't even know what owners do. I need to educate myself. But what would you do if you were uh, an owner of a women's soccer team, for example? Um, you know, I don't know. I had made a joke earlier um, in the in the sky season about how if I was an owner, um, like the first five hundred people. Or however many people that came to a game, I would give them free Heralds and like a Baba's Lemonade because those are like two of my favorite Chicago staple foods. And I think I would still translate that over to the Red Stars. Um, Like I know Sarah has the, the tailgate and I'm starting to realize that like pizza is like a good soccer food, but I'm and and I think that could translate too. it would just have to be some type of. Like it would have to be a Chicago team, obviously, and it would have to be some type of Chicago there. Like first, however many people you get Garrett's today, and then tomorrow or the next game, a Giordano slice or something, or um, a beggar slice if you're anti deep dish, since that seems to be a reoccurring conversation amongst sports fans. It would just have to be some type of ridiculous Chicago oath that everybody would know. Okay, this is a Chicago sports team and this owner is insane and she's from Chicago. So she's going to make everything about Chicago. And that would be my one goal is to make everything about Chicago. Okay, since you brought up the pizza, (laughs) since you brought it up, I feel like it's fair game now. So I actually, um, if people didn't know. Um, so you like to to talk about Chicago a lot on Twitter and yes. correcting people. And I yes, because I would like to be corrected sometimes. I I I'm a, I can't talk. I like when people correct me for when I'm wrong because I'll actually own up to say that I'm wrong, but some other people don't want to. It may take me a while, but eventually I will get there. And I did ask my family the other day, and I was like, "What is Chicago pizza?" My grandmother says, I don't know. My mom says, deep dish. And I'm sitting here like, I don't know what to think anymore. So there's this whole thread. I'm sure people can find it if they go on our socials uh, on Twitter. But can you please tell me and tell my Mm -hmm. family listening what Chicago pizza is? Okay, so to be perfectly clear, while deep dish is a Chicago thing, 
and I will defend Deep Dish to the death of me. Specifically Giordano's, I want nothing to do with Luminati's. If you go to Luminati's, you get exactly what you deserve. But we also have a specific thin crust pizza that is different than New York pizza. I know this because I feel like I lived in New York in a past life and I was just in New York a couple of weeks ago eating New York pizza. But our thin crust pizza is like a beggar's pizza. Like my one is on 127th right off Western or a Waldo Cooney's. Or an Italian fiesta if you're in like the high park or over east neighborhoods. But it is very different than deep dish. And I will also say to the people listening, when I was in college, they had a fake Chicago nights in the dining hall and they tried to replicate deep dish pizza. And the problem was a majority of the pizza was crust. And then like, cheese and sauce but real deep dish pizza is a majority probably cheese more than sauce or bread so if you have a misconception of deep dish let's start with that ratio there and then let's talk about where you're getting your pizza from and then let's talk about the fact that if you do not like deep dish pizza that is fine because you can happily go to beggars and get you some pepperoni or some sausage and you will love chicago pizza Okay, so does home run-in count as Chicago pizza? Okay, I'm glad you asked that question. Because that's my favorite I, pizza place. I personally would not consider that okay. Chicago. And, and this is the only reason. Because I grew up on home run-in frozen pizzas. I actually have one in my freezer right now. And I just had one like last week. I love home run-in um, like their frozen pizzas. It's, it still doesn't taste like beggars to me. So that's kind of like why I would say no. But also when I went to Home Running in person in a real pizza place, granted this was like the sixth grade and I hold grudges. I was so disappointed because it didn't taste anything like the frozen pizza, but it also wasn't good to me like to say, oh, this is Chicago pizza. So I, I leave Home Running out of all conversations related to Chicago pizza but I also have beef with home run in because they apparently had the best burger okay that I've ever had and I know someone listening is like why would you go to a pizza place and get a burger but hear me out it was a pretzel bun burger let's start there you cannot go wrong with pretzel bun anything obviously like Angus beef and the breaded onions like bacon and blue cheese let's talk about that because all of that together was truly the best burger that i've ever had and home run in has decent fries and they got rid of it like two weeks after i discovered its existence so with that being said i am protesting home run in until they bring that burger back the burger sounds pretty good <laughs> well now i'm hungry so thank you for that. <laughs> you're welcome um you know, I never thought of home run-in to burgers. Never thought of that. But, okay. I've actually never been to a beggar's pizza. My family is very, like, picky when it comes to pizza. This this whole thing. Um, I don't want to go into it. Because then I'll, I can make a whole podcast about pizza, honestly, at this point. Um, because they, 
my family is just so damn picky, but my favorite is home run in. And I do agree the the frozen ones, we also buy the frozen ones. They don't taste anything like the when you go in no. to a, a, the restaurant. And I wish there was a home run in in my town, but I have to drive 15 minutes if I want to go. And I don't like driving, but that's that's besides the point. Um, so, again, with the Chicago tweets, I love them personally because my family grew up in the city. And I did not. And I just love learning all this little little bits and pieces about the city and people fighting you in in the comments or whatever. <laughs> yes. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I, it's a, it it brightens my day. <laughs> and saying. I want to thank you on behalf of Chicagoans everywhere. I would like to thank you for one confidently claiming Naperville yeah. and two proving and differentiating between the fact, but proving that they are not the same yeah like you do not get a map and circle <laughs> from chicago to naperville and say it's one big thing yeah it's not the so same well, thank you i mean i grew up in bolingbrook which is like literally five minutes away from, yeah that's closer from here. that's but, closer but it's not gonna be Chicago. yeah no like i went to school high school in joliet for a few years and people in their instagram bios have chicago and it's like oh, no. you're probably closer to peoria you should just put peoria in your bio exactly um i think people the one thing that i want to point out is people got upset i think if i remember correctly when you talked about candace parker who is from naperville who is not really a hometown person ellie quickly is from joliet not really hometown but like can we say home state i feel like they should just change yes. it to home state yes. player Yes. And and I want to be very clear. I first of all, I love Candace. And I do also love the fact that she will tell people she's from Naperville. Yeah. And I and someone tried to like argue with me about it and they dropped a video of her saying that she played in the city. Um, and I think that's fair. But again, you can you can be a part of Chicago basketball, if that makes sense, but like she is but understand that like it's still neighborhood now how had she like um ally gone to DePaul or something then maybe you could try and squeeze her in there because at least there will be some contribution to really chicago basketball but i let it slide now i let it slide since she has brought a championship to the sky Okay. Like that kind of that kind of lets it in there because you know Chicago that is literally Chicago basketball. Yeah. But I just feel like if you're not going to like you said give the same Chicagoness to Allie, um, who grew up close like in the area, but then like I said went to DePaul. Um, if you're not gonna call her a hometown hero, you can't. You definitely can't call Candace one. But most importantly. If you do not talk about Cappy Pondexter and the, also played for Chicago Sky and actually grew up out West and played for Chicago Public School, Marshall, then we need to take a minute and, and think and have a real conversation about who we're going to consider hometown. But, yeah, I, but like I said, my requirement is if you're going to have, like when they did All-Star Weekend, they had um like there was Candace I can't even remember who else was there 
But like there's conversation like Candace and Iman, who is who is from like Oak Park. Um, sometimes people put Dwayne Wade, but if you go in his bio, he's from Robbins. Um, if you're not gonna talk about Derek and Cappy first, and then like AD, um, Kendrick, Io, then we cannot talk about anybody else until we talk about those people. I agree. I mean, the okay, Candace is my hometown. Here. yes and then i don't want to and i don't want them to take that from you all because you all yeah. deserve it yeah it was it's just it's it's kind of weird though with the the way that it's worded i guess because i think people don't understand how far away like i actually am from the city i'm an hour yeah. away from the city yes <laughs> Juliet is like <laughs> maybe an hour 45 away from the city give or take 15 minutes right like <laughs> champagne is an hour and 45 minutes okay and no one is going to say that if like if someone is from champagne i'm pretty sure they're gonna attach it to champagne yeah like Ludacris is actually born in champagne obviously he does not claim it but if, if you want to attach someone to champagne it would be Ludacris. you would not just jump through a bunch of hoops and be like he's born in chicago because he wasn't yeah i I tell people, well, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna admit to something. I'm going to admit to being wrong. When I was in France, I, I was in the, I was in France when the World Cup was happening in 2019. Mm-hmm. And the people from the U.S. Women's National Team, like their media people were doing like this uh, question. They were giving out stickers to people that got it right. And so they asked me where I was from. And I said I was from Chicago because I don't want to be telling people yes, in France, number different. one, where I live, like what <laughs> town I'm in. But I also just think like for logistics. Yes. I think it's safe to say Chicago. And I when I went to there was an open house at Loyola and the guy asked us where we were from. And my mom, I think, said Chicago. Or something like that. Or she said Naperville. And then the guy was like, oh, well, people will say they're from Chicago and then they're from like a Naperville or whatever. And there's jokes on the Internet about it, too. Like there's this YouTuber that went to my high school that's in the Try Guys. I don't know if you know what that is, but he made a video. And I was talking to someone about this the other day where he was eating a Chicago dog. And he said something along the lines of, oh, like, where are you from? And they say uh, they're from Naperville something like I'm totally botching it because I I just said the thing yesterday but it's really funny I'll send you the video later but you'll laugh when when you see it trust me I I'm so embarrassed because I forgot the the quote but it's it's so funny in Naperville Chicago that I feel like that's the biggest thing yes (laughs) yes um segue time you ready for this yes grow the game how awesome of a segue is that that's great, right? Uh, yes, amazing. Yes. It's a great segue because I'm really good at, at what I do. This is a hobby. I'm not being paid for uh, to do this, everyone. So don't <laughs> judge me. Okay, I'm 19. I have finals. Okay, that I'm working on for school. My brain not working today because I can't talk today. I again, I'm embarrassed by that. I'm not a professional. I apologize. But segue, grow the game. Tell me about that. Yes. Um, and now when you say, tell me about that, 
is this where I'm supposed to read like our mission statement that I you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> okay, so you can do now whatever I'm you want. Sound like okay, so now I'm gonna sound like the ad. Um, That's fine. That's okay. You can do whatever. No okay. one's like this is a. We're just chilling, and I even read an ad earlier. You can go into your ad reading voice <laughs> like I did, because there's there's a voice for that. Oh, for and sure, I did it. for sure. <laughs> I do it all the time when I'm when I'm joking about something. Um, yeah. But I do it for sure related to growth again. So um, I'm actually not going to do that, though, because I think I will start laughing halfway through. Now okay. we've, <laughs> we've already talked about it. But yeah. Um, so Grow the Game is it's an initiative. It's a movement. Um, hopefully in the future, I can say more concrete things like a nonprofit organization um, or just like a solidified company or organization. But right now it is just, it is a movement um, of an initiative to increase awareness, attendance and engagement for women's sports, all of them. Um, It is something that I started in July of this year. And like you said, I, it is a hobby. I do not get paid for Grow the Game. I do not make money off of Grow the Game. I put all of my money into Grow the Game and the donations that I have been fortunate enough to receive from quite a few people um, since starting it. But like, it's an initiative. It's giveaways. Um, it's content. It's events, marketing. It, it is whatever anyone needs it to be. It is people. It is all of us. It is you for what you're doing with this podcast and for inviting me to talk about it. I've seen stuff on social um, about it. I think I'm not sure which account I found first you or grow the games, Twitter. I cannot remember off the top of my head, but I might've been grow the game and I followed it or might've been you who knows. I don't have a great memory, even though I like to say that I do, but I, I saw something about it. I was like, wait, that's actually really cool. And I followed it and I've been a fan of what you've been doing ever since. I think it's a really cool thing that you started and getting more people involved and teaching them about, you know, the game, whichever game it may be. But do you have any plans for um, next year? Or are you just like waiting to see what happens in terms of that? Um, okay, so kind of like what you just said. Um, as of right now, when it comes to Grow the Game, I feel like I haven't really done anything. Like I took a phrase that I had heard so long and it, like so many people when they talk about, um, especially the WNBA. So I'll, I'll say it started with... Um, like the season and specifically it came to to be born through the WNBA. And so just hearing a lot of people say, grow the game, grow the game. Um, so then I just, I attached a logo to it and I said, I want to call this movement of mine something. And so as of right now, I say I, I haven't done anything because it has been moving from the people, the individuals who are, who were already growing the game. And it really has kind of just been like a meeting place of our minds, of our efforts to, to do what we were all already doing. 
And I think that was a very successful thing for this year. Um, and being able to get groups of people um, over the season at group games who, who were not necessarily already committed to growing the game. And everyone coming together to say, okay, let's give out these tickets. Let's raise money for people who have never been to a WNBA game before and give them those tickets so that they can bring their fa- their friends, their families to the game. So I will say I am proud of, that we were able to accomplish that and throw some community service in there for this year. Um, and we're ending it out with helping DePaul. Um, and, you know, just last week, I haven't talked about it too much on the socials yet, but it's coming. But we gave two awards away for um, to two young women in the community um, in the Chicago land community who are actively growing the game, um, you know, with their own community efforts as coaches, um, as people who support it, grow the game. So those types of things. But next year I would like to partner with more teams. Um, if we're, if we're going to stick with the WNBA, when I say more teams, I mean, like there are a certain number of people that I would like to, who don't live in um, WNBA markets, I want to get them to a game. So I want us to be able to have sponsors and partners and build relationships and fundraise so we can fly them and a guest out to that, to a city to go to a game of their choosing, have their tickets, take care of transportation, take care of at least a couple meals. Um, That is the biggest goal for me next year. like you said earlier, we went from WNBA games with the sky and we did a group with uh, the Atlanta dream and we were able to go to soccer, but I want to go to tennis. Um, if, if it was able to happen this year, I really wanted to, you know, with King Richard coming out, I really, and I tried so hard, but I wanted to rent out a theater in Chicago, invite, young girls, um, high school students, tennis players, or who had an interest in tennis and partner with a company to have them come to the, to like a premiere of King Richard and give them tennis equipment or, um, X amount of free tennis lessons. Like those are the types of things that I want to start doing. Um, in addition to the groups and events, I want to start having seminars, um, talking about, you know, the process of high schoolers being able to transition to college. Like when I was in high school, like I said earlier, I want to play soccer so bad. My parents don't know a thing about soccer. My mom still can't tell you a thing about soccer after all those years. So I didn't have anybody to tell me how do I, you know, go and play soccer at the collegiate level. So I was literally begging my coach, like, can you get a camera? Can you record me? I'll make my own highlight tape. I'll email coaches. I shouldn't have had to do that. I don't even know if I was breaking NCAA rules or not. But, you know, having a seminar for for kids who want to play those sports and take it to the level, what do you do? To have conversations with professional athletes and say, this is what you should be looking for. And an agent who is a good agent who is going to do their job and do a good job. This is what, you know, 
standard contracts should be if you cannot afford a lawyer at this time. Just touching bases with everyone in all those levels, working with players to say, let's host an event together. You have a foundation. I have Grow the Game. Let's combine them and see what we can do. So I want it to be any and everything. I want to work with everyone. I want to work with every organization I can, every team, every partner possible. That's what I want to do. I know that was a really long answer and probably not one that you were expecting, but that's my answer of what I want to do next year. It's a great answer with a lot of great information. Um, you know, that what you're doing is amazing and, and your goals for the future are so fucking cool. Like, don't mean to swear, family. I'm sorry. I shouldn't apologize. <laughs> I shouldn't apologize. I'm an adult. I can do what I want. <laughs> um, that is really cool. Like running out of theater for that. Like just I there's this stat out there and I know it's changing every year where like girls will stop playing sports at, mm-hmm. at a certain age and or they just are undetermined or there's no resources out there for them. And I feel mm-hmm. like this would be a great way to, again, you know, it's in the name, grow the game, yes. continue to have these girls competing in sports and playing in high school and maybe playing at the collegiate level and beyond. It's just, you know, it's freaking cool there. Thank I didn't you. swear family. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, I kind of also want to, okay. And so there was, um goal sports i'm just gonna say they started out i feel like as a movement an initiative a social media presence and just announced that they would become consultants um for organizations and gaining sponsorships specifically you know women's athletes women's organization sponsorships and that's kind of another branch um that I had been thinking in my mind as far as like the events and attendance aspect of this, because you might have seen me tweet about it. And I tell people this when I was in high school and I first got introduced to the WNBA, I wanted to know why nobody cared. Like, and I shouldn't say nobody, because when you go back and you look from the beginning of the WNBA, like old pictures, those arenas are packed. Like you can just, and, and maybe, and I don't know if there's a you know causation correlation, but like, you know, Phoenix, obviously, but LA Sparks games, Houston Commons games, like look up those pictures and those stands have so many people in them. But for whatever reason today, the running joke is no one's at those games. No one is going. And so in high school, I kind of wanted to understand what happened. Like, where did all of those people go? Granted, they were probably older people. And that makes sense because at high school, I don't have a car to get to a game. I don't have money to spend on season tickets. But wanting to to sit down and figure out how do we reach people? And so I want to be able to study that and figure it out and apply methods to to ticket sales to events and figure that out at multiple levels um because i think it's very weird that even when i was in high school at these like high school aau games there are a lot of people when you look on like highlight her social media and you see all these different um 
like youth and high school, middle school games, and you see these players doing these awesome things, and not just in basketball, but in all these sports, you hear a crowd, right? And then somehow between middle school and high school, they stop becoming like that person's friend or their cousin. Like when you're at that age, it's like everyone's coming out. Oh yeah, we all supporting our cousin at you know her senior night or we're all going to our cousin our friend our sister our niece's games but then when it comes to college somewhere that gets lost in translation like what would have been a great high school game that probably could have got a whole bunch of people to come out to there's not as many people in certain college games or in the sport and in, in pro sports and I just want to figure out how did how did these women stop becoming your cousin, your sister, or your friend? When in you would think, okay, they have their middle school alumni base, they have their high school alumni base, they have their college alumni base, and now they're in this city where people should just come out to the game because they're, you know, that team city. Where are all of these people? Why are they not there? And I want to, like I said, figure that out and start having conversations with, again, teams, sponsors, partners, athletes to figure out how we can do that. So if there is an opportunity for us to go into like that corporate consulting, you know, we'll do the event space, then we can do that too. I love what they're doing at Goal Sports. I I think I started following them probably around I want to say the beginning of the pandemic I I think I found that account I mean the reason I started this show is because I thought you know there wasn't women's sports accounts out there if that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah I just didn't know they existed like it was I thought there wasn't enough coverage and this was before together was a thing before that was founded um and if people don't know what that is that's the 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 media company that uh, what is it Sue Bird and uh, Alex Morgan and I can't remember the swimmer's name and, and is it oh God what is her name why can't I remember these athletes' names I'm really lagging today I think it's because my semester is almost over I'm so upset with myself today this is really okay yeah Simone that's what yeah. I wanted to say yeah. Okay. And then Chloe Kim, I believe, yes. which is a snowboard. Yeah. So they started together and just like, I've seen so many more women's sports accounts out there. Like I've uh, had a conversation o'clock with Kaylin who runs more than just balls, who has like so many freaking followers on Instagram. Like, Whoa, that's a lot of people that are caring about women's sports and want to learn mm-hmm. more. And I love these different kinds of accounts and people going out there like you growing the game in this way. There's so many great ways to do it. Social media, going out there and to a game, having these different kinds of events. I want to know um, in the future, if there's like a certain person or company that you want to work with. Hmm. I know it's a it's a very tough question so many different people that you could work with 
Um, I don't know. Is there anyone that comes to mind? Help me, help me out. <laughs> I mean, someone that I've wanted to have on the show for a really long time is Ari Chambers. Uh, she's just so damn busy, you know. Oh, of course. Yeah, that was a given. Yeah, that was yeah. a given. Actually, right before we um hopped on here, I was figuring out um like I was brainstorming of things that I could pitch to her to see if we could make it happen. And in the spirit of that, I'll say, because I think I tweeted about it. So if anyone takes this and runs with it, it that's fine because I tweeted about it anyway. But um I really want to do, and I know this is so random and this really doesn't fit, I guess, with most people, but I want to do a fashion show for All-Star Weekend. I really want to do a fashion show. And I probably thought of that because of Ari and her background, but also we do so many like fashion, you know, fashion teams of people saying, you know, like all the different accounts and just most fashionable or all these fits and all this stuff. And I've been trying to to tell the W like can you all get an orange carpet for every team like just find a long orange carpet and give it to everybody so that they can get these fits off on these orange carpets but I think and this could just be the big picture me I'm just thinking about ways to introduce the players who are interested in modeling um like Cheyenne Parker is was huge on letting it be known that she had those aspirations and you see like you know Dijanae um one of Diamond's outfits like she really got me with one of those outfits towards the end of the season this year to where she literally made me stop in my tracks and tell her like hey Diamond you did not have to do this to us like this we were not ready but so many of them who are very fashion forward I would like to be able to connect them with brands of all sizes um and you know and who are trying to appeal to all types of audiences and say let's work together and do a fashion show fundraiser again always going to figure out a way to get a cause in there because again community um but having them do that fashion show um during all-star weekend it's just something that's not basketball related but that allows them to to do to fulfill their own interests and passions outside of basketball while also possibly opening up a segue for them to get a bag doing modeling and introducing them to potential sponsors that that is something i would love to do and I'm probably going to, when this drops, I'm going to make sure I at Ari so she can listen to this and see what she thinks about it. I remember seeing that tweet. Um, I think it's really cool. You know, the orange carpet. Yes. Big brain move right there. That's yeah. a really good idea. Because when they have, um, when they post the players' outfits, you know, it's just the the hallway or whatever. Like, have a backdrop somewhere Mm -hmm. maybe like around the stadium or whatever and then like people if they're gonna have special outfits or whatever to these games i personally just dress in a jersey but then the people that go to the games can actually stand on that orange carpet and that whatever backdrop they have and pose and, and tag the team and have a certain hashtag for it you know it's a i love the idea of a fashion show i've been trying to 
define what my style is recently. Today, it's mm-hmm. just a hoodie and sweatpants, but maybe I'll consider uh, next time I go to a WNBA game, I will try to have a better outfit. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that, that that's another cool element of fan engagement as well. And I saw that um, at an Atlanta game. I want to say, I think it was an Atlanta game. I feel like... Uh, um Atlanta and LA obviously um incorporate some fashion things into like their fan uh camera and just like shoes or like you said like outfits I think I think that would be cool too especially you know since we're always screaming about merch I think that could there could really be something to that too on the fan side but and the player side with this orange carpet. And we're not copying Nickelodeon with the orange. Oh. Although I think they do they have a different colored carpet for that? I don't know. I used to watch whatever their uh, award show was back when I was a youngin. I am much older now and I do not remember. But I, I can't remember if they had our orange carpet or not. We're not copying Nickelodeon. This is our this is uh her idea. Okay. No one take it. You're not allowed to. Okay. You have to listen to me because this is my show. I'm in charge here. Okay. Awesome. Yes, we will have to. uh, I'll try and see if I can clip this and I'll post it. Although I don't know how to post videos longer than I don't even know what the time limit is on Twitter, but it'll be on the gram. We'll do that instead. I'll try to get that video out there. And yes, we have to make this happen because I want to say I love looking at all these outfits. Honestly, they're so awesome the shoes the the shirts or the dresses that they're wearing like yes and now that and now that a lot more players it's even at the the college level um like Henny and you know for South Carolina just if not already wanting to showcase brands that are already um known like other people's brands a lot of them have their own brands like um who is that someone from connecticut um hydman i think really dropped a brand like right before the season ended if not right after but even like you know hitting her up and saying hey do you want a model do you want to provide and design and have your clothes here for people to model or do you want to do both and I think it would be very cool to see um, or to create ways for them to reach and, like, again, showcase their own things. Like, so many of them have things that I feel like, here's a thought, and I will say this on every podcast, every talk, every panel I'm ever in, um, League Pass commercials. I personally would not spend my dollars or my time if I'm, you know, the person in charge of that running league pass during a game I'm watching on league pass, because since I'm already on league pass, I know about it. Right. But what I might not know about is the fact that Asia Wilson has candles. I do know about it because I have two of them, but if I didn't, I would rather leverage that and say, let me, do you have an ad you want to run? Or Erica McCall, do you have one you want to run about, you know, Bird's Eye View, your podcast? 
um who else has the um the podcast with what is it t with a and b like the things that people are already doing that we might not all know about help help your players right like doesn't their brand matter too like it could i feel like it could all be so simple so just finding ways to help them truly at all levels from passions other businesses i just want people to work together more and figure out what fits and how everyone can help each other and i just think the more eyes that's on everything related to them would be better for the league i've heard stories about league pass i cannot afford league pass but i've heard i've heard stories about the commercials and it not working just in general but i think you make a great point with let's showcase players and what they're doing off the court because they're doing a lot of stuff they're doing a lot of great stuff they're making their own stuff they're doing stuff with causes they care about mm-hmm. promoting them that's a, that's a great idea i feel like they should already know that but i guess not yeah and it's not to you know talk down because i've yeah recently been accused of trying to start drama by my criticism of um you know certain teams decisions or the league's decisions and it's not to be disrespectful it's not to be rude or tell anyone how to do their job but I feel like solutions you know get created when people talk about their ideas and I think it should be embraced when fans and supporters have critiques but in critiquing they also provide potential solutions I don't know that's just me um but yeah I mean well I will say I will say shout out to Gatorade because they did provide me my league pass I too could not afford league pass at the beginning of this season and probably still can't right now but I know they did give some league passes away so I will remember this and if they do it again next season I will be sure to send you the tweet so that you can get a free league pass from them but to just give you a heads up you will hear the same league pass commercials for months like a month at a time like they switch out like every every month the volume on those league passes will always be higher than the volume of the actual game so while you have the game on at a level do not get comfortable do not forget you have the game on and do not go to sleep because that commercial will wake you up but I mean, like I said, it's it's a league pass commercial telling you about league pass <laughs> and you're already watching it. Or it's a commercial about the W, like a promo commercial that they should probably be putting on like Disney or ABC or other, you know, affiliates of who they have their network or game contracts with those types of commercials as you're already watching the product that they are trying to advertise. Okay, then. Well, WNBA, I know who you should hire. Um, So (laughs) if anyone from the W is listening, here's someone you can hire to fix all your problems because you guys have a lot of problems. (laughs) No, thank you. I would love to. I would love to work for them. I would really love to make a connection with them and partner on something truly. On this on this note, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show. I hope that's okay with you. But yeah, for sure. I would just like to say 
thank you so much for coming on the show. I've been wanting to ask you for a while now. I was just trying to figure out when it would work out um, for me and, of course, for you. As, you know, my season for the show is will be done in two months. I'm trying to figure out who who's going to come on the show and what I'm going to talk about. I feel like it was a nice it was a nice conversation about a lot of different things. And I'm glad we talked about Chicago and Naperville because that's it's a great conversation. And I hope people enjoy that part the most out of anything, because I think it's just yes. really funny. It's really yes. funny. But now is time you can plug away, say whatever you want. It's okay. No one will judge you. You can plug your socials, talk about whatever. The, the floor is yours. Woo. Um, well, if you're listening and you liked what I had to say today, please feel free to follow Grow the Game. That's at Grow the Game W on Twitter and Instagram. Grow the Game on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and just follow our socials um you know stay tuned for some giveaways some upcoming events shout out to dick sporting goods wilson clever shirts power forward breaking tea and south carolina women's basketball team and depaul for their support um over these last few months for what we've been doing um Thank you so much for allowing me to come on here and to get to learn more about you, um, to talk more about for the game and just hash out some real time ideas of, you know, the conversations that we've had to figure out how we can both continue to grow the game. Um, I obviously we talked before we started recording, but just I wish you the best of luck in everything that you're doing. I think this is important. Again, a part of growing the game. I am very impressed with everything that you are doing at 19. You are amazing. And I cannot wait to see what more you continue to do in the future. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, It's like, I never know what to say when people give me compliments because it's like, I I don't know. For people that... um, are listening i'm blushing a little bit i really appreciate those very kind words um i hope we can work together somehow in the future i mean i am very broke so i cannot give money but i can give my time (laughs) i can give my time to help you in any way possible maybe we can do like a a live show and we can bring in athletes and other people and kids can ask questions or whatever or something like that yes. but um i really appreciate you being on the show and telling people about grow the game grow the game because i personally love it so much um and i love what you guys are doing so please keep this shit up i want to see all of this awesome stuff and even though i may not be in illinois for college next year can't wait to see what you guys are doing in chicago and across the country i'm super excited to see what what's gonna happen i really want to see that fashion show so thank you wnba come on guys just (laughs) just have have the fashion show but now it's time for me to plug all of this boring stuff that i say i call it my spiel and this is where the voice goes up a little bit because this is like my ad time it's not it's terrible i change it every single time Let's see, what is something important right now besides social media? I don't think anything. Oh, if you want to save money, 
at the for the United Soccer Coaches convention that I'm going to. I'm going to be on podcast row. If you want to come and visit me, but you want to save money, use the code POD22 by December 16th. This episode is coming out on December 14th, which means you have two days. So do it. Sign up. Register. Come visit me at Podcast Row. I will be with a bunch of other lovely creators. And I will love seeing everybody's faces in Kansas City, Missouri. I am super excited to go because I've never been to Kansas City. I've always wanted to go. I heard their barbecue is okay. Actually, I heard it's great, but that's not the point. I'm actually excited to go to the streetcar because I want to see that. And they followed me on social media. Speaking of, whoa, segue. That worked. If you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. It's the same handle. It's at WSM Podcast. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Women's Sports Matter. I officially have my YouTube channel back up and running. I had a break where I decided not to upload my videos. But guess what? I'm doing it. This episode will be on YouTube in audio format, of course. But it's still going to be there. So make sure you subscribe. I'm like, let's see, we have 12 subscribers. It's the Women's Sports Matter podcast on YouTube. Make sure you follow or subscribe. Make sure you like and subscribe because that's a thing that people do these days. There's a bunch of great resources linked down below. There's a voting link. Register to vote if you're eligible to do so. If you are looking for a vaccine and you don't know where to go, guess what? I got you. There's a link down below. It's vaccines.gov. Put in your address and just click the search button. You'll see vaccines available wherever. It could be at a CVS, a Walgreens, a Rite Aid, if you're in an area that has one of those. Uh, a Jewel Osco, a Walmart, Meyer. I literally used the link if, uh, a few hours ago because I'm looking to get my booster shot. think I'm going to go to a Walgreens. That's two minutes from my house because I use vaccines.gov. It's a great tool, okay? Make sure that you're following Grow the Game, okay? And if you're not, shame on you. If you're not following me, shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. Follow, follow us. Okay, we post great content. And I think the bonus of this, if you, if you follow the both of us, you can see the Chicago conversations. <laughs> I yes. think that's the best part of this. But I, I have nothing else to say except for the fact to, to go get vaccinated. I feel like that's really important. Okay? 